This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. It is 5.38 and you're listening to the Evening Edition with Lynn and Sherrod. And it is time for Trending Today, where Bakute, along with nine other dishes, has officially been recognised as part of Malaysia's national heritage. Now, this is according to the uh, Heritage Commissioner, Mohamed Muda Bahadin. Um, and these 10 food items were declared, this is an interesting term, national heritage objects. Uh, so in other words, they're now officially part of what we consider national heritage. The You may be wondering what the nine other the foods were. So Bakute is one, then it's Kolokmi, Nasi Ambeng, Utapam, Kue Lapis, uh, Dodo Kukus Tai Minyak, Burasa, Kue Karas, Jeruk Tuhau and Aikatira. You know, I, the, when I first came across this list, I think I only recognised half of them as something I have eaten in the past. Mm-mm. I definitely have had kue lapis, dodo. I, I've had dodo. I don't know about the kukus minya, but uh, mikolo I've had, um, you know. But the others are just beyond me. And, and I'm thinking, where did they originate from? So it was quite interesting that these were put on a list. Uh, and it certainly, I think, will spark in, in, in many of us curiosity about the dishes that we don't recognise. So let's just get the uh, bakute, uh, what's the word, rhetoric, um, the <laughs> bakute discourse out of the way because, of course, um, it's not... Uh, it's not the first time that it's been talked about in this manner and the last time it was, it also sparked controversy. Uh, you may remember that in June last year, the Brow MP Jimmy Poir asked uh, what the government was doing to elevate traditional foods and to prevent other countries from taking ownership of them and he cited dishes like nasi lemak, bakute, laksa and at the time, the Langkawi MP, Datuk Muhammad Suhaimi Abdullah said bakute, you know, should it be included because it's not featured in Malaysia's 10 most popular traditional foods and I think the other element of it was that it could not be eaten by um, a large majority of Malaysia's population. So I think um, it was always going to be tonally like this um, online as well. It's come up again. But for the purposes of our conversation today, I think it's just interesting to look at what we consider national heritage and and how much of of what we think of as ours, we think of as 100% or solely ours. Because, of course, food doesn't really work like that. And if you look at the list, right? So nasi ambeng, for example, it's popular in specific states in Malaysia, but its country of origin is often cited as uh, Indonesia. Burasa is also often thought of as something from uh, South Sulawesi, I believe, popular among the, the Bugis people. So it's it's there are specificities to some of these dishes. Um, the Dodo Kukis Tai Minyak, I think, is popular in Pahang, Kolokmi, Sarawak. So I, I like the idea that these national heritage foods represent different parts of our country, but they also represent the things we have in common with the Southeast Asian nations. Yeah, so I think originality is sometimes overrated. I mean, originality... I think so, yeah. yeah. So originality might be, it might be that it was a specific combination of ingredients uh, or there was a combination of different heritages that met here and therefore created. So that's why, you know, Pranakan food or Chetty Malacca food or any of these uh, hybrid cultures and their food are interesting because precisely they bring things from other places in the world and they combine it in particular ways. But there's also... Also, I think when when we talk about heritage now, it's also how important these things are in the 
in our imagination of, the, of Malaysia, right? Yeah. That we have come to adopt these things, even if they have foreign origins, as ours, and they are special to us. And, you know, and to remove them would cause some sort of harm or, you know, as a cultural harm, at least. And so I, I think there are many ways to think about heritage. Isn't it? Um, I mean, I think of it in terms of heritage should, I think of it as the way in which we tell the story of our country. So in... So food, obviously, is a huge deal in terms of how we tell the story of our country. On bad days, it's sometimes the only story that we tell, you know, when things get a little bit dicey or things get a little bit tough. Food tends to be our default setting. It's the one that we say, you know, if nothing else, our food is really great. And so it's interesting to me to look at the dishes that we think of as representing us. Um, I love the fact that there um, that there's a fair amount of stuff that's very traditional and also very common. So if I think of something like uh, utapam or kolokmi or bakute, these are things that are, I think, generally kue lapis for goodness sake. You know, generally very common things that you can find anywhere. And then there are also some dishes that I think are more specific to celebratory times, um, and some that I'd never heard of. So jeruk tuhau, I think, is sabahana. I want to say, and um, or I'm not sure, don't quote me on that, but I believe that the tuhao in question is a wild ginger. So that I think speaks to the locality and the specificness, the specificity of the thing. Yeah, I mean, there are things that, you know, I don't know the full list of, that's in the Gazette now of heritage food, but I would say like fried chicken of a particular sort is actually heritage food. I mean, like it's so common, it's ubiquitous, people want it. They think of it as essential um, in dishes, like even Nasi Roma, right? So, uh, and, the, and the, the way we cook those things, I think, do, do add to what is special about it. Uh, I think the recognition of the and this is comes it comes back partly to bakute but also kolomi and uh, food that has pork and all that stuff is that we are we do live in a very diverse society with people you know their food prohibitions on one end and then there there are people who you know uh, have those those food uh, and, and the, you know and those are the ingredients of the food and I think it's all kind of where they come from and what is part of their environment which makes it all very exciting. It's interesting that you say fried chicken. I would not necessarily have gone with that simply because um, I, I get what you're saying. That I, I, mean, a, I don't mean the Colonel. I don't mean Colonel Sanders. Yes. You. What do you mean? <laughs> I mean like you know you. So like I am going Burumpa. Yes, that's right. One yeah. of the, uh, the and, and versions of that, right? That you'll find in a Malay store, but you'll also find it in an Indian restaurant, sure. right? That claims to be Indian. I mean, you know, Utpa maybe is it has South Asian origins, but I mean, fried chicken has no place. To, I think traditionally speaking, if you're a purist, it had no place in an Indian restaurant. Interesting. So um, when you said fried something everybody wants, you started waxing lyrical <laughs> about that. The, the the food that came to mind for me is the curry puff, which I actually think is, uh, I mean, yeah, it's a Southeast Asian thing. You can get versions of it around, uh, uh, you know, around our region. But I think curry puffs are very local and, and an important part of our heritage. I mean, some people would argue or thought that it relates to the Cornish the Cornish pasty, right? That's the mm. origins of it. Um, others kind of talk about different things. But I love the fact that even in, you could walk 
I don't know, 50 metres, 100 metres from one little stall to the next, and you could find a curry puff of a completely different persuasion. Actually, I'm very persuaded by a curry puff. You know, it's, it's, it's something that I would get, uh, campaign for. As a national heritage yeah, food, because, yeah. And it's not the one with the puff pastry. I mean, that, that <laughs> is just a fancy thing. I grew up on the other type of curry puff, and I love it. I mean, I, I, I will start with a couple of curry puffs. The curry puff I, with the little bubbles. Yes. and mm. Oh, there's little bubbles sometimes that, that has that... Yeah, it mimics the flakiness of puff pastry. But this was the one that just flat, you know, that just, it's just dough, you know. And <laughs> But the inside is so important, right? It's the potato and maybe chicken or just the vegetables. That is, I think, true. Okay. Yeah, okay. I, I'm campaigning for the curry puff. Um, I personally love the sardine puff, actually. that That's my personal take. But, you know, we're, we're not here to talk about that. Let us know, uh, considering the fact that 10 new dishes, oh, not new, 10 food items have officially been declared national heritage objects. We'd like to hear from you. What do you think of them? Um, but also, what other dishes would you like to see recognised as part of Malaysia's national heritage? You can call 7733-2900, send us a voice note or WhatsApp, 018-789-8899 and tweet us at BFM Radio. Bodacious, fabulous minds. BFM 89.9, the business station. BFM 89.9, that was The Doors with Soul Kitchen. It is 5.51 and you're listening to the Evening Edition with Lynn and Sherrod. And on Trending Today, favourite topic, one of my personal favourite topics always, food. Um, because we did hear about the fact that 10 dishes have been uh, declared as national heritage objects. I'm just going to go through them again, just in case anybody wants to shout them out, talk about how much they love them. So there's bakute, kolokmi, nasi ambeng, utapam, kue lapis, uh, dodo kukis tai minya. Burasa, Kuekaras, Jeruk Tuhao, and Aikatira. So let us know if you are a particular fan of any of that 10, but also what other dishes would you like to see recognised as national heritage? I'm currently plumping for the curry puff. Uh, you can call 7733-2900, send us a voice note or WhatsApp 018-789-8899 and tweet us at BFM Radio. We have, I believe, a voice note. This is from Richard. Uh, kopitiam, we are unique with kopitiam, toast, uh, kaya, and of course the, our my favorite soft boiled eggs. This is unique. In fact, in fact, uh, recently there's a article by a Hong Kong movie star. He started the kopitiam surprisingly in Malaysia, and he was teaching his uh, fellow honky friends how to do the soft boiled egg. And that's unique. It's fantastic. Thank you. Thanks, Richard. Love the shout out for uh, Kopitiam breakfast in particular. I, I love this because there's so much heritage actually packed into that. Yeah, it's it's, it's also place. delicious. Yeah, it's a place. It's a, and it's also very simple, right? So, the, you know, Richard, the softball egg for me, it, it, it's so, well, I mean, softball is a softball egg, right? Anywhere in the world. But because you all add soy sauce to it, because it's, there's Soya that. Soya sauce, pepper, and then you dip a sweet bread. There's a lot going on yeah. in that. Yeah. It, it, so it's it's not just the, the the parts, the constituent parts. It's all the things in combination. I think that do. I think um, yeah, they they reside in us. They resonate when we you, all kinds of images are conjured when they're mentioned. You know what I also appreciate is the mention of Hong Kong, and and this is because Hong Kong, like us, has a colonial past. Um, that colonial that. Uh, 
with the English in particular, uh, with the British. And I think because of that, that's where we get things like our toast and our eggs, or in the case of the Hainanese chop, the, the mixed veg, you know, things like that have a very specific colonial past. But if you look at how the Hong Kong tea houses have kind of transmogrified it, it's a little bit different uh, than what we have. You would think that there would be some similarities, but they do condensed milk toast. Uh, Their tea is different um, because, of course, of the tea that they they get versus us. So I love the idea that there are some shared elements here of the the tea and toast and how they're different in country to country. We do condensed milk toast too, don't no, we? No, but there's a specific thing. They've got the, the polo pao. There, there, there are a few different types of bread that are common to a sort of Hong Kong tea house experience. Well, my aunt gave, used to feed us a heart-stopping combination of fried egg and condensed milk, you know, um, <laughs> fried on a skillet. I mean, I, I don't know what she was thinking. So Lokman says, I sense an incoming battle with Indonesia because Nasi Ambung is included as national heritage. Um, we also have Jamal saying Uttapam is Indian. Now, I think this is actually, I, I'm so glad this is brought up because I think we all need to be less provincial. And I don't mean Lokman or Jamal. I just mean in general, all of us need to be, I think, less territorial over our food. I understand that this ongoing thing, I'm guilty of it too, with Singapore has caused us to be very, you know, um, protective and, and kind of strange about what belongs to who. But realistically, the trade routes of the past and, you know, just how we arrived at all of these dishes, uh, the fact that Malaysia has so many people from different origins does mean it's hard to claim. It's really hard to claim. Yeah, it's hard to claim and borders mean nothing, especially modern contemporary borders, right? I mean, there's so much uh, between Sumatra and the Malay Peninsula that, you know, make it a single cultural zone. There's so much that went across from the the Strait settlements that make them a kind of special cultural zone because they're extraordinarily uh, cosmopolitan and such, right? So why do we think that the national borders of today can be, you know, kind of projected back into the past and make sense of uh, what are really complex histories. Michael says, Cha Kui Tiao should be a shoe-in for the top 10. It's very Malaysian in originality, loved by all races in its various versions. This is nice. I, I like the mention of Cha Kui Tiao. But wouldn't Singapore want to claim that too? They have a Cha Kui Tiao, don't they? have they? a Cha Kui Tiao. So the thing about Cha Kui Tiao as a name of a dish is, um, is that it's really very descriptive of the thing. It's like saying someone owns curry me, you know, because cha kui tiao is fried kui tiao. And so a lot of versions of it can exist. You you would, you know, I would be remiss in not pointing out that the Penang version is different from the KL version is different from, you know, so it, even within the country, it's different. But I agree that as a concept, <laughs> if nothing else, um, it, it definitely works. Mizi says, is Rojak Buah in the list? What about Yisang, our Malaysian sashimi? I was given to understand that it does not originate from China, although it's initially in, eaten by Malaysians of Chinese ethnicity. Uh, Jessica also says, our colourful, delicious prosperity dish, Yisang. And how about Bakute? Jessica, Bakute is already there. Um, but And Mizi, before we talk about Yisang, which I... I love, as a mention, um, just to say that this is the 
the addition. So it's not as if they're releasing a top 10. Um, I think the fact that it was the number 10 makes it sound like it's a top 10 list, but actually it's just 10 dishes that have now been designated. They'll probably keep doing this. Yeah, I think there's a, an original gazette that uh, which they find, you mm-hmm. know, these things. But um, And we can keep adding to them because I think <clears throat> in many ways, maybe what it is a guide to policymakers that if, say, a heritage dish is dying out or it's undocumented, you know, they might put money behind it and make sure that that aspect of our heritage is not lost. I mean, I think that's what these gazettes are for. It's about a signal to what's important. Similarly, Francis and Joel both say nasi lemak with Joel saying, where's my nasi lemak? Much more demanding. Um, Again, I I think I'm going to go out on a limb here and say, while neither Sharat nor I have looked at the full gazette of all the foods that have been gazetted, you know, since they began doing this, nasi lemak must be there. If it's not there, we riot. Yeah, no, it must be there. You know, but what I also I just want to point out, and we we race through this, but we've said dodo kukus taimina so many times. And and what I love about it is um, is the way in which the the people of the past didn't seem very icky about things, you know. I mean, tight minya is just a weird word, but you know, um, but it, it, but it's also redolent of all those uh, flavors and such. Uh, we also have a voice note from Amalina. Hi, I think I would vouch for curry pop, and another one would be um, kueh tepung gomak. And for the mains, I would definitely think nasi kerabu should be part of our national heritage. It's just to die for. Amalina, thank you for that. Um, I agree. Well, obviously, I would agree with you about curry pup. I, I think that it should already be there. Nasi Krabu, though, I love. I, and I think that that's a really, really strong mention and so local. It's so local and it's so dependent on the labours of so many people. I, it's one of the things I would fear will be lost with time just because of the sheer work that goes into making them. Um, okay, Sayu says... Nasi dagang, chijang fan, acha, banana leaf rice, kaya, chicken chop, teh tarik. There's no chicken chop in other countries. I always love this fact. I'll read it every time. It's created by the Hainanese in Malaysia and so is kaya. Is kaya really that original? Huh? It's, it's lovely. I mean, it's, uh, it's... You would think it's specific to at least a country that has coconuts. Yeah, coconut, yeah. eggs and Egg. sugar. Mm-hmm. That's it, right? Yeah, so uh, it does limit it quite a bit. But... Otherwise, I agree. I think chi chong fan is tricky. Uh, chi chong fan, there are local versions, so there is that. But nasi dagang, um, kaya, I don't think anyone's going to fight you on that. Yeah, well, you know, acha, I definitely like. Uh, and so that uh, that style, especially the Pranakan style of acha, is just to die for. You've been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.